It's Thursday, April 28th. Welcome to the News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about New York's redistricting, the prisoner swap between the U.S. and Russia, the Republican House leaders' leaked audio, and also the military equipment left behind in Afghanistan. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. New York's highest court rejected the state's new congressional map, saying that it constituted as gerrymandering. Gerrymandering is when the voting districts are reshaped to favor the voters of one party or another. There are several ways this can be done, but the idea is to make it so preferred voters would have the majority when it comes time to elections. Gerrymandering is largely seen as undemocratic, as it essentially manipulates the outcomes of each district. So in this case, New York's highest court, the State Court of Appeals, ruled that Democrats' recent redistricting efforts were formed as a way to elect more Democrats, and ordered for the map to be redrawn by a court-appointed special master instead. States around the country are starting to get squirrely with midterm elections coming up in the fall. Here, constituents vote for their state's representative in Congress. All 435 seats in the House is up for grabs and a third of the Senate seats. Right now, Democrats have the majority in both the House and the Senate, but only by a slim margin. So these redistricting efforts come with high stakes and could affect the outcomes of Congress in just a few months, which in turn decides which policies will pass or not over the next few years. Russia and the U.S. have conducted a prisoner exchange between American Marine veteran Trevor Reed and a Russian serving a 20-year sentence after being convicted of drug trafficking. The exchange was a surprising development considering the tense relations from the ongoing Ukraine war. Apparently, the U.S. government generally doesn't participate in such exchanges for fear that it will motivate foreign governments to imprison Americans solely for the purpose of getting criminals detained abroad released. There are still two other high-profile cases of Americans being held in Russia. The first is WNBA star Brittany Griner, who was taken into Russian custody after cannabis-derived oil was found in her bag, and Michigan security executive Paul Whelan, who was jailed on espionage charges which U.S. officials have expressed as unjustified. Regardless of this momentary agreement, Russia is continuing its assault on Ukraine, much to the disapproval of the U.S. This week, there's been a couple stories about House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy is a Republican representative from California and has found himself in a little bit of hot water when he was caught lying in a New York Times piece, as well as caught saying unflattering things about how fellow Republicans reacted to the January 6th Capitol riots. So the first story is that the New York Times reported that McCarthy had told them that in the aftermath of the riots, he was going to recommend to Trump that he resign. McCarthy denied these reports, only for the Times to release the audio where he is saying it. 
The next story is an extension of the first, where the New York Times again released audio of McCarthy in conversations with fellow Republicans on January 10th, 2020, so only in a few days after the riots, where he's heard criticizing the responses of some GOP members. In this meeting, he seems to be mostly critical of the rhetoric used by Republican representatives that he deemed to be too extreme. The other thing that we have to do is these members on either whatever position you are calling out other members, that stuff's got to stop. Tension is too high. The country is too crazy. I do not want to look back and think we caused something or we missed something and someone got hurt. Um, I don't want to play politics with any of that. I just got something sent now about Newsmax that Matt Gates said where he's calling people's names out, saying an anti-Trump in this type of uh, atmosphere um, in some of the other places. This is, this is serious stuff people are doing that has to stop. So, and, uh, and Louis's comments, too, a lot of members have said some real concerning things. It's potentially illegal what he's doing. He's putting people in jeopardy, and he, he doesn't need to be doing this. It's, we, we saw what people would do in the Capitol, um, you know, and these people came prepared. It's, He said that their remarks could possibly be illegal and that there was a possibility of committee roles being rescinded and even made a comment about the members having their Twitter accounts taken away. It's not yet clear how seriously these comments were meant to be taken or how they'll be received by the party that he represents in the House. Presumably, if he upsets enough members, his leadership could be at stake. A report mandated by Congress for the Department of Defense shows that around $7 billion worth of U.S. military equipment was left behind in Afghanistan after the chaotic withdrawal last August. From 2005 to 2021, the U.S. gave a value of $18.6 billion of equipment to the Afghan Defense and Security Forces. So that would make this about 37% of that left behind, with now the Taliban in control of the country, which is rough considering the Taliban is the group that the U.S. and Afghan forces spent 20 years trying to push out. Of the equipment left behind is munitions, military vehicles, weapons, communications equipment, and more. The report also shows that the Defense Department has no plans to try to retrieve or destroy the equipment. It's Thursday, April 28th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the news diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode and leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want the news diet to be as valuable as possible for you. So if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at the news diet or directly to my email feedback at thenewsdiet.com.